0: It is our privilege to worship the Lord together. Amen. It is our privilege to be in God's house. Thank you, Lord. I read about a little boy who was sitting in church with his dad. And when the offering plate was approaching, the little boy said, Dad, don't pay for me. I'm just under five. A little girl was walking out of the church service one day after it was over, and she said to the minister, Pastor, when I grow up, I'm going to give you some money. When I grow up, Pastor, I'm going to give you some money. And the pastor said, Thank you, dear, but why? Why are you going to give me some money? She said, Well, because my daddy my daddy says you are the poorest preacher we have ever had. (laughs) Children hear things different ways sometimes, don't they? This is obviously the day we honor fathers and all men in my opinion. It is interesting how Father's Day began. Back in 1910, there was a lady, a lot of things start with ladies, right? Right. Back in 1910, there was a lady named Sonora Dodd, D-O-D-D, in Spokane, Washington, USA. She was sitting in a church service on Mother's Day, and as she was listening to a sermon about mothers, she began thinking about her father, Her father had been a Civil War veteran. Her own mother had actually died early in life, so for all of the years of her life and the years of her siblings, they had been brought up primarily by their father. Her father was a very devout and godly man, and she thought it would be a wonderful thing to have a special time to honor her father and all dads. And because her dad was born in the month of June, she made the effort to have a special day honoring her father on the third Sunday of June, starting in 1910 in Spokane, Washington. Now get this, 56 years later, 56 years later in 1966, President Lyndon Johnson signed a proclamation declaring that the third Sunday in June would be set aside as Father's Day, a day when people would recognize and honor and pay tribute to our earthly fathers. And so that carried over into the U.S. and obviously into Canada. All right, I want to use each letter in the word Father as a guide for this message entitled, Thank You, Fathers and All Men. To begin with, I want to say thank you, thank you, Fathers and All Men, for your faith, for your faith in Christ. In Romans 5, verse 1, it says, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. And in other Bible verses, like Colossians chapter 1, verse 4, it says, We have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus. And so on this wonderful day, we want to celebrate and give God thanks for you men who have put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. And there's a high probability that for the many men who are trusting in Christ, the Savior, there's a probability that some woman had some influence in helping you to come to faith. Whether it was your mother, grandmother, wife, previous girlfriend, or whoever it might be. And we rejoice in the fact that many of you in this sanctuary, many of our radio listeners, are men who are trusting in Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, and you know that your eternal home is in heaven. And if perhaps you happen to be a gentleman who as yet has not, or is not trusting in Jesus as your Savior and Lord, this can be the day when you make that decision. You make that choice. Maybe for months or years you've been kind of putting off your decision to repent of your sins, put your faith and trust in Jesus, and give your heart wholeheartedly to the Lord Jesus Christ. This can be the day when you can say, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. Amen? So I encourage you to say, Lord, I give you my heart, I give you my life, I dedicate my life to you. And we give God thanks for the many of you men who have already made that spiritual decision we also say thank you men for the faith that you have to see God do great things. Many of you here really believe wholeheartedly as the scripture says in Matthew 19:26, but with God everything is possible. And you are men who truly believe that God is able to do and has accomplished and is accomplishing and will accomplish that which sometimes to us seems impossible. In fact, many times it is impossible. And as I speak these words once again, the the incredible news is that oftentimes there has been some lady who has affected you, who has helped you to really stretch your faith and to really believe in God for great and greater things in your life. And we thank the Lord. Amen? All right, so... The F, the F in Father is for what? Faith, faith. Then we want to say, thank you, fathers and men, for the A, A in Father, which can remind us of advice. Thank you, dads, gentlemen, for advice. We read in Proverbs 12 26, for example, the godly give good advice to their friends and different parts of the bible talk about the uh, the opportunity to advise to direct to encourage and we want to say thank you gentlemen for the advice that the good advice you often give to friends there are, there are many of you here who at different times give me as the pastor of this church good good guidance Good advice in terms of issues that I speak to you about. Uh, I ask for your opinion on because I'm, I'm wise enough to know that there are many things that you uh, are more informed about. And so I gladly draw on your expertise, on your wisdom, on your knowledge, and ask for that advice. So we say thank you for your advice to friends, to, to your children and family. Thank you for advice that you give to coworkers and, and strangers that you meet. And thank you especially for the guidance, the advice that you have given over the years to your children and the advice that you continue to give to your kids. Uh, It may be that sometimes you might feel that your children or my children never fully appreciate the advice that you have given. You've probably felt like that. Is that right? Sometimes, right? But I, I honestly do believe that... Many times, whether it's your child or someone else's child, son or daughter, many times the children and the young people really do appreciate the advice and the guidance that we give them as men and as uh, ladies, as mothers. They appreciate it more than we realize. I was reminded of this back some years ago, well, not too many years ago, uh, after our daughter, Amy, graduated from the University of Toronto Sometime soon thereafter, she and I were having a discussion. And it was really the kind of discussion I was totally surprised about. Because in this discussion, in this discussion, she basically said to me, she said, remember now, this is soon after she finished her University of Toronto studies. In this discussion, she she said, Dad, I really want to thank you. You want to thank me for what, dear daughter? She said, Dad, I really want to thank you because before I went to university, you had some serious talks with me, and you gave me some very, very good and very strong advice. You gave me some very strong, serious, and very helpful advice as to what university I should probably go to and why. Why? Like most young people, she had been accepted into several universities, and she was wrestling with where to go and why and so on. Anyway, and I I had some uh, uh, discussions with her at that time, and I gave her specific guidance, not knowing for certain whether she would uh, take it, because, you know, she was uh, pretty much grown up, and whether it's your son or daughter or mine, ultimately there comes a point when you have to let them make their decisions, right? 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 So anyway, I, I had given her some very strong advice as to what she should do about her post-secondary education. And then after she had finished, she said, Dad, I really want to thank you. I really want to thank you. And to try to just condense the story, uh, ultimately she said, you know, Dad, I have finished university. I've gotten my degree. I have learned a great deal. And she said, I have graduated with, uh, with no loans, with no loans, And uh, she said, you know, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for the guidance and the advice that you gave me. And I said, uh, Amy, praise the Lord. (laughs) I think I said something like, praise the Lord that you you realize, you realize that what I talked to you about was was very serious and would really make a big difference in your life years down the road. And she said, Dad, yes, I I realize it, especially now that I've graduated and so, I don't, I don't say that to uh, draw attention to myself in, in that respect, but I say it to just indicate that whether it's you or me, whether it's you as a parent or me or my wife, there, there are no doubt are times when our children will finally, finally a- express what they're really thinking and feeling in terms of showing appreciation for the advice that we have given them. Amen? And wh- while we're on this subject... While we're on this subject, can I give you, ladies, can I give you some advice on understanding men? Yeah. Pastor Lisa, is it okay if I give you some advice? Yes, you know, I, you know uh, you'll, you'll have a future husband, and I, I want to make sure that y- you better understand us men, okay? Because you see, men, my wife is looking at me in a unique way here, Uh <laughs> Uh, Damien, if she starts to come up to hit me, uh, uh, you just settle, settle her down, would you? <laughs> okay, men don't always say, men don't always say what we mean, right? <laughs> My wife said amen, radio listeners. <laughs> ladies, ladies, please let me, let me translate for you Translate for your future benefit what we men sometimes mean. Here we are. Uh, When a man says, when a man says, it would take too long to explain. (laughs) What he means, what he means is, I have no idea how it works. (laughs) Okay. Uh, When a a man says, when a man says. take a break honey you are working too hard what he means is i can't i can't hear the baseball game the hockey game the basketball game the soccer or the football game on the tv while the vacuum cleaner is going oh <laughs> all right when a man says when a man says can i help with dinner what he really means is what <laughs> <laughs> Someone beat me to it. <laughs> what he means is, why why isn't dinner ready already? <laughs> who was it who answered back there? <laughs> Thank you, Brian. <laughs> okay. When a man says when a man says, you know, you know how bad my memory is. You know how bad my memory is. What he means is what he means is, you know, I I can remember, I can remember the theme song to Hogan's Heroes years back, and I can remember, I can remember the phone number of the first girl I ever kissed. But yes, I I, I forgot your birthday. I forgot your birthday. When a man says, uh, "You look terrific," you look terrific. What he means is, please, please don't try on one more outfit i try on one more outfit. I'm late, and I'm starving. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, just just a little bit of advice, ladies. I'll take it for what it's worth. <laughs> all right, Anthony. Okay. Uh, when we come to the T in fathers, the T, one say, thank you, fathers and men, for your time. Thank you for your your time. In the Bible, in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15, 16, it tells us to walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. That, by the way, is the New King James uh, Version translation there of that that, uh, portion of Scripture. Okay? Essentially, essentially, these verses are telling us to be cautious about how we live our lives and what we do with our time, not wasting it vainly on things that don't really matter. Amen? Some of you will remember George Foreman. How many of you remember George Foreman? Oh, okay, a good number of you. He was the uh, two-time world heavyweight boxing champion, and he was an Olympic gold medalist. And some of you might know him by by the George Foreman Grill, right? How many of you have George Foreman Grill? Okay, wow. He must have made a lot of money from some of you. Now, he, he is also, by the way, a minister. He's a minister, and he has been pastoring a church for quite a few years down in the States. A few years ago on Father's Day we gave men the gift of a book by George Foreman called Fatherhood. Some of you will hopefully uh, still have that book somewhere in your house. Listen to these helpful truths uh, that he says about spending time, spending time with our children. He says this, he says... I believe one of the best, one of the best and smartest investments of our time, by the way, his book is called Fatherhood, right? The book's called Fatherhood. He says, I believe one of the best and smartest investments of our time is in our children's lives, not only for them, but for us as well. We're building a legacy that will hopefully live on long after we are gone. When we breathe our last breaths, we can't take any of our achievements, material things with us. What will really matter for us in the light of eternity are the lives we've poured ourselves into, especially our children, who will grow up to affect hundreds of people. Fathers, we have a great responsibility to teach and mold our children and make the world a better place. This takes diligence, dedication, dedication, sacrifice, and time. But if we don't make the time, we will be cheating them of the best lives they can have. Then he goes on says, whether they say it or not, our kids want us to post their good report cards and artworks and artwork on the refrigerator door. They want us to play one-on-one basketball games with them, practicing for the day they will finally beat us. They want us to help them rebuild that old car and teach them to fish and hunt. Well, I don't know about the hunting part, but anyway, I know what he's getting at, right? They want to look up and see us in the grandstands of their lives, cheering them on. Believe it or not, they even want our rules and boundaries. But most of all, our kids long for our praise and approval. And it's never too late to think of new ways to show them they're on our A-list of significant people. Isn't that wonderful? Finding time is rarely easy these days, he says. Sometimes effective fathering is like doing a circus balancing act. You ever, you ever seen one of those uh, plate spinners? That's what it's like for us dads sometimes. Just as we get one plate spinning along steadily, we have to run and spin two others that are wobbling. By the time we get those two going strong, the first one starts to wobble. Many days, this parenting thing seems like running around in unending, exhausting circles. You identify mothers and fathers? But I'm convinced, he says, I'm convinced the time we need is available and the rewards will far outweigh the effort. We simply need to prioritize what's really important and make wise choices, walking cautiously, redeeming the time. Redeeming the time. Amen? If you men still have that book at home, I want to encourage you to uh, spend some time reading it. Dig it up. Pick it up from on top of the, mm, what, wherever it is and uh, do some reading, it's a very good little book. While I'm, still, while I'm still on this subject of spending time with our children, I want to mention something personal. Most of you know my wife and I have two children, Amy, I spoke of her earlier, and our son, Jeremy. Now I wasn't, I wasn't perfect as a dad, and I'm not perfect as a dad, But overall, overall, I believe I did well as a father spending quality time with my children at each stage of their development, including now in their adult stage. There was, however, at least one mistake. Some of you who know me would say, Pastor Nick, there There was more than one mistake. Okay, it's all right. There was at least one mistake which I made which I want to tell you about so that hopefully you younger fathers will learn from my mistake. One day, my son, I I don't ever recall telling you this. Okay, if I did, forgive me. But one day, my son, Jeremy, became very angry with me, probably because I wouldn't let him do something he wanted to do. At that point in time, I think he was maybe 9 or 10 years old when this happened. It wasn't so much his anger that upset me. It was, it was what he said in his anger. He said something like this. He said, Dad, Dad, you never, you never take me to the store. You never take me to the store to buy me new shoes. Mom buys me new shoes. Dad, you never buy me new shirts or new pants. Mom buys me new pants, new shirts. You don't buy me the games I like to get. Mom buys them for me. You never buy me anything, Dad. And I said, Jeremy, Jeremy, the money which your mother uses to buy you all those things (laughs) is not just from your mother, it's from your mother and father. And to tell you the truth, what he said really hurt. You know, it's one of those few things while they were growing up that, that really hurt me for some reason, you know? Because all along, I, I, I assumed, I assumed this child knows that this money is from mom and dad. Uh, he was right in the fact that usually his mother took him and his, took him and his sister shopping. And, and, and I wrongly assumed that he would know the money was coming from both parents. So I learned my lesson. I learned my lesson Soon thereafter, soon thereafter, my wife said. By the way, that what happened there wasn't my wife's fault. You know, she—I'm sure she wasn't going around to my kids, our kids. I'm sure she wasn't going around saying, "Hey, see, I buy you all these things, kids." You know, your father never buys you nothing. No, no, I buy you all these things. You know, father, no, no, he never gets you nothing. nothing. No, no, no. It wasn't my wife's fault. It's just how Jeremy interpreted things, right? But I I learned my lesson. I learned my lesson. And so um, soon after that happened, one day my wife said, uh, my wife said, uh, "I'm, um, I'm taking the kids out shopping so that I can get some new clothes for them and some school supplies as they're going to be going back to school in a few weeks. And I said, no, no, you're not. No, no. I said, no, hold on, hold on. We, we will take Jeremy and Amy shopping. And we did. And we did. Fathers, make it a standard practice to take the time to go shopping, even if you're like me and you don't like shopping. The only thing I like shopping for is groceries. Especially shopping for the specials. Okay, but make it a standard practice to take the time to go shopping with your child so that he or she learns that you two are supplying their needs and wants. You got it? Got it, man? Okay. Why didn't someone ever teach me that, by the way? None of you men ever told me years back before my kids were born. Anyway, then I want to say thank you, fathers and men, for the H and Father, okay, thank you for your helpfulness H E L P F U L N E S S. Thank you for your helpfulness in the Bible. First Peter chapter 4, verse 11 says, Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Men, many of you are very helpful, and I thank you. You are helpful to your children, to other people's children. You provide rides for your own children and other people's children. You are very helpful to your wife, to to ladies who are single and need assistance and because they're stuck. Men, thank you for providing help for friends, for neighbors, for folks here in church. And um, I just want to express appreciation for the helpfulness that so many of you men Regularly exercise in so many aspects of life. Uh, Speaking of helpfulness, I heard, I heard about a man who who went to the doctor. And actually, his wife, his wife insisted that he go to the doctor. His wife took him to the doctor because he wouldn't go on his own like some other men. Right? So his wife took him to the doctor. He was feeling really, really sick. The doctor ran a bunch of tests on this guy. And then the doctor called the wife into his office without the husband being there. The doctor called the wife into his office to talk to her separately about the tests. And the doctor said the following to the wife. He said, your husband is in very bad shape. He's in such bad shape that unless some things are done, he is not going to live much longer. The doctor continued to speak to this wife and said, it's very important that you do the following things. The wife said, I'm listening. I'm listening. Go ahead, doc. The doctor said, number one, your husband has to have a good nutritious breakfast every morning. You need to cook that for him. <laughs> Number 2. Number 2. You need you need to make sure that you do. <laughs> he said, "You need to make sure that you do all the chores." Because he can't do any chores around the house. Ah. <laughs> Quit your coughing over there. <laughs> number three, number three. You you, dear wife, this is the doctor speaking, you need to make sure that life around your house is very tranquil and tranquil and peaceful. He can't have anything that would upset him. Amen. As well, your husband, your husband needs a great lunch that you will have to fix him every day. Furthermore, furthermore, your husband needs a wonderful balanced nutritious dinner that you'll fix for him. Please. And and if he's ever in a love-making mood, <laughs> You, you need to be in an amorous mood as well. <laughs> what a good doctor. <laughs> then the doctor, the doctor said to the wife, the doctor said to the wife, do you understand? Do you understand what I'm saying? And the wife said, doctor, I understand. <laughs> I understand. So then... The wife, the wife got her husband, he was in the other room. The wife got her husband, and they got into the car. As they're driving home, the husband said to the wife, Well, <laughs> as they're driving home, the husband said to the wife, Well, honey, well, honey, what did the doctor say to you? What did the doctor say to you? She said, Well, the doctor says you're going to die. <laughs> man. (laughs) Obviously (laughs) obviously she wasn't willing to do what was necessary for him. (laughs) Peter I'm so glad you got a wife who's willing to do everything for you brother. Amen. Amen. All that to say this. Ladies, wives, wives, be helpful to your husband. Can I have an amen from the men, please? Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, I like that voice. Well, whose voice was that? <laughs> hey, a man. All right, brother. Okay, okay. They, they recently arrived, what, in January, from, from, uh, from the beautiful island of Jamaica. And uh, I, I'm glad you're with me, brother. I'm glad you're with me. <laughs> Blessings on you. Uh, nice to see you, Bev. Nice to see you. God bless you. Yes. Thank you, fathers. Thank you for your helpfulness and for the helpfulness that you ladies give to, to the men in your life, whether it's your whether it's your husband, your father, some other gentleman. Let me go on to the E and father and uh, say this. Thank you, fathers and men for being an example, for being an example, a good example, a great example. In the Gospel of John, chapter 13, verse 15, Jesus says this. He says, I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. We want to give God thanks and praise today for the the good news, the good news that many of you men are wonderful examples. You're a wonderful Christian examples. You're a wonderful example as a father. You're a marvelous example as as a worker. You're a marvelous example as as, um, as a staff member. And we give God praise for the example that you set. Now, as I speak those words, I understand that some of you, some of you, I mean, you know yourself. Some of you, you might be saying to yourself, well, Pastor Nick, it's nice to hear what you just said, but... I kind of know that I'm not such a great example in this aspect of my life or in that aspect of my life. Okay, what does that mean? That means now that we just reflected on being an example, you're, you're saying to yourself and you're saying to the Lord, Lord, help me to become an even better example. Help me to, to improve, to to change my ways, to become all that you, oh God, want me to become so that I can be the best example. I can be the best example I can be for my children, for other people's children, for my wife, for my aunt, for my grandmother, for my grandfather, for, for, for Dr. Lisa here, whoever it might be. Amen? Amen. And the good news is the Lord by his Holy Spirit, the Lord by his Holy Spirit is able to work inside of us to transform us, to give us victory, to give us victory over those things that are perhaps hindering us from being the kind of man, from being the kind of example that we want to be and that God wants us to be. Praise God. God by his Holy Spirit is able to change and mold us and make us on the inside. He is a good, good Father, a good, good God who transforms us. Praise his holy name. And then as we come to the R, and Father, we want to say thank you fathers and men for your rich love, for your rich love. If you read the story of the prodigal son in the Gospel of Luke chapter 15, 11 to 20, I, I am sure you are touched and you will be touched by the, the, the rich love of the father who welcomes back the prodigal son who hurt the f- whole family and hurt the father very badly. In Luke 15, 20, why don't you read it out loud with me from the big screen. This is just a beautiful, beautiful verse. Read it out loud with me. So he, the prodigal son, returned home to his father and while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him and kissed him. On this Father's Day, we want to celebrate the wonderful love that you fathers and, and other men, whether you're a father or not, the wonderful love that you show to your children, to other people's children, To people as a whole, we're thankful for the wonderful love, the rich love that you show. And we praise God for that love. And we rejoice as well in the rich love of our heavenly Father. Our Father in heaven loves you very much. Ladies and men, teenagers and children, Our Heavenly Father loves us greatly, and we give him thanks and praise for that love. I want us to take a few moments now to reflect upon our Heavenly Father's love. Let's close the curtains and turn off the lights and reflect upon these truths shared in a Father's love letter.
1: you are about to experience are true. They will change your life if you let them, for they come from the very heart of God. He loves you, and he is the father you have been looking for all your life. This is his love letter. brought you forth on the day you were born. I have been misrepresented by those who don't know me. I am not distant and angry, but am the complete expression of love. And it is my desire to lavish my love on you, simply because you are my child, and I am your father. I offer you more than My thoughts toward you are countless as the sand on the seashore, and I rejoice over you with singing. I will never stop doing good to you, for you are my treasured possession. I desire to establish you with all my heart and all my soul, and I want to show you great and marvelous things. If you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. Delight in me and I will give you the desires of your heart. For it is I who gave you those desires. I am able to do more for you than you could possibly imagine. For I am your greatest encourager. I am also the Father who comforts you in all your troubles. When you are broken hearted, I am close to you. As a shepherd carries a lamb, He came to demonstrate that I am for you, not against you, and to tell you that I am not counting your sins. Jesus died so that you and I could be reconciled. His death was the ultimate expression of my love for you. I gave up everything I loved that I might gain your love. If you receive the gift of my son Jesus, you receive me. Nothing will ever separate you from my love again. Come home and I'll throw the biggest party heaven has ever seen. I have always been father and will always be father. My question is, will you be my child?
0: rich love. Thank you, Lord, for loving each one of us deeply and dearly. And your love draws us to you, dear God. Church family, if this prayer expresses your heart's desire, would you pray it right after me, right where you are? Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your love. On this Father's Day, I dedicate my life to you. I seek your forgiveness of sins. I know I can be forgiven because Jesus paid the price for my sins. I thank you for the privilege of inviting you into my life, into my heart. I want to make you my heavenly Father and live my life committed to you in Jesus name I pray amen 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 God bless you God bless you